welcome to Turn the Page, the official podcast of the Syosset Public Library. Welcome to Syosset Library's Turn the Page podcast. This is Jessica. I am your host today, and I am here with one of my favorite authors um, who's written some of my favorite books, like Near the Bone and the Ghost Tree. And we're here to talk about Good Girls Don't Die, uh, which is extremely uh, different than both of those books, but also uh, a, a really good um, a really good read. So uh, yeah, welcome, Christina Henry. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you back. So uh, why don't we talk a little bit about Good Girls Don't Die and sort of, um, in your words, like what it's about and then uh, where it came from, because it was really interesting. Hmm. What is this book about? That is the question. Um, I would say it's about three women who are trapped in stories that they know that aren't their own. Um, but I think this is a tough book to talk about because, um, any discussion of it is a spoiler almost. Um, and even when I wrote the book, um, the book was inspired by my pandemic reading. Basically during the pandemic, I was at home like everybody else. And I was reading a lot of cozy mysteries for comfort and I had a kind of idea like, oh, I could write a cozy mystery. And um, I started writing and almost immediately the book took a left turn, which is something that happens to me all the time. And um, it became something else completely different. But it does have some mystery elements to it, amongst other things. Um, but when I sent it to my editor, to my agent, I said, um, I can't tell you what it's about. Just read it. <laughs> and um, then she sent it to my editor and she said, I can't tell you what it's about. Just read it. <laughs> so um, I hope people uh, don't try to find out too much about this book. Like if you go in fresh, I think that's the best thing. Yeah, I agree with you because now I'm trying to think about how I can possibly talk about the book without spoiling it. Um, but I think let's talk instead of doing that. Uh, so there's three, you mentioned there's three women, they're trapped mm -hmm. in stories they know that are not their own. There's uh, Celia, there's Allie, and there's Maggie. Mm -hmm. um, and on the very surface, I think like a good way to kind of talk about the book without spoiling it is to talk about the tropes that it works with um you know because we already know that these women are in these stories and they know that this is not their actual lives a hundred percent so um you know with celia it is a cozy mystery trope with ali it's a slasher film trope and with maggie it's almost like a hunger games maze runner um squid game type trope yeah like a dystopia uh, Exactly. Mm -hmm. Dystopia where she needs to compete against other people and I don't know, go through some sort Obstacles. of obstacles. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So um 
again, because we don't want to give anything away, what is it about these tropes that made you, I mean, the, the cozy mystery one for sure, like we, I, like I totally get that. That was uh, your comfort read during the uh, pandemic. But um, what about the, uh, the slasher flick and also um, the dystopian trial trope? Uh, drew you to wanting to put those in this particular story without giving too much away. Yeah. So uh, what ended up happening was I wrote Celia's section and then I kind of came to a point where I was like, I don't know if there's enough for one whole book just on this one character. So I had to make a decision and I thought it would be fun to explore other tropes. And I kind of, considered and discarded different ones um but i think the progression of the stories the way they're set up in the book escalates the story by virtue of what each woman has to go through so part of it was you know there's a cozy mystery which isn't too intense right and then a slasher is more intense and then like a dystopic situation where you have to like literally run for your life um is even more intense so it was really i think ultimately the decision was about building intensity in the story and making it um you know increase with each section yeah that's true i could definitely see that and there there is sort of um an escalation i guess of urgency um definitely between cozy mystery and um the slasher mystery, you know, with the cozy mystery, you, you, you have like that, that safety almost, but the, the mystery part or what's going on with Celia is a little bit more interpersonal and I'll leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Whereas the story for the slasher obviously is going to get bloody, but there's also an interpersonal aspect of that as well. And then when you get to Maggie's story, you know, she's dropped in this situation with people she definitely doesn't know, but the stakes are high because someone she cares about is in danger off screen. So it's kind of a really interesting way to um, look at how people would sort of, I guess, react if they're put in these situations. I think another thing that I kind of want to talk about without you know, kind of talk around, I suppose, is right. um, the, the mixed media that you use, because there's the story of what's going on. And then there's kind of some background um, stuff that um, sort of deconstructs the stories. Um, it was really fun to kind of cross-reference what was going on on the page with that uh, and I really love it when authors do that. Um, how did you kind of come to that as an idea to tell the story? Um, it was a way to connect all three characters um, via these kind of online conversations that they'd have had and their interactions with certain people. Um, and I think that um, it's also, I think it's very difficult now to, it's not impossible, obviously, but I think it's hard to write certain kinds of stories 
without an acknowledgement of and an awareness of all the media that we consume. You know, I I think it's tough sometimes to be like, well, here goes this person into a haunted house and clearly they've never seen a haunted house movie in their life. Um, I think it's very, very difficult sometimes to write a story without acknowledging that like we have all this media around us. We have, you know, a, there's Reddit threads, there's, you know, Twitter or what used to be known as Twitter. There's all these places where we interact and we discuss these kinds of things, these story tropes. So I think it's um, almost important to acknowledge that these kinds of things exist. Yes, I agree with you. And, uh, you know, I think like one of the the one of the things I really you know, liked about the ghost tree in particular, because that was like set like before the technology that connected us and that kind of made it a little bit easier. Um, and I do recall like years and years ago having a conversation with somebody, we were watching um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and they were saying, you know, this story would have been very different if someone could just call Willow and be like, Willow, something, don't talk to so-and-so, you know, something's going on. Right. Um, but we are in we are really living in like a metaverse at this point. I mean, all these things have been done. Um, and if you're a consumer of this stuff, you, you know how it goes. I think like, honestly, the first, the first um, horror piece that I remember really playing with that was scream um, the original, you know, where it's like, okay, so here are the rules if you're in a horror movie. And I think like after that, it's, was impossible to read or watch any media without thinking about that stuff. So um, it does make it hard. You're right. And I think you kind of did it in a really fun and clever way. And one of the things I loved, and again, this is trying very hard not to spoil it, <laughs> is that it does set an atmosphere outside of the narrative that's happening in front of the three main characters. And I feel like that is a very difficult task to do. And you definitely pulled it off really, really well. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's obviously all three stories are connected. And I don't know. I, I'll say that my agent, my editor, my UK editor, like nobody in publishing who read this figured out where it was going before the end. So I don't necessarily think people will like hook it all together, but I think they will start to suspect there's something larger at work. And I'm hoping that those conversations at the beginning of each chapter will start to lay in clues for people of, of kind of um, how they're all connected. So are you a fan of all three genres? Yeah, I mean, I read everything. Um, I don't discriminate. I watch a ton of horror movies. Um, in fact, when we when we logged on, I was looking for um, like a copy of The Wicker Man because there's a 50th anniversary Blu-ray out. Um, <laughs> Wait, you, and, mean, you mean the original one? With, yes, um, yes. Yeah, it the, was the original one. Yes, not the Nicolas Cage one. Um I'm a fan of Nicolas Cage, but not that movie. Um, but I, I love horror movies. I love cozy mysteries. I have read a lot of dystopic novels. Um, I read everything. 
and I like to watch everything. I just like to take it all in. Um, and in some ways for me too, those were um, sort of the three easiest to kind of deconstruct because they have really, really specific tropes that apply in every single case. Um, whereas like science fiction is so broad, it's hard to say, oh, well, you know, I'm going to write science fiction tropes. Well, you'd have to like narrow it down to a subgenre, um, which may be less recognizable, you know, but cozy mysteries, like there's just a way that cozy mysteries work. And that was one of the reasons why I started thinking I could write one because I was reading all of them and my brain was just deconstructing them. Like you have this, you have that, you have this small town, you have a, a, an amateur detective. Usually you have recipes, you know, there's like a way that cozy mysteries work um, that if you read them, you read them because you want that, you want them to function that way for you every single time. For sure. And, um, there are definitely ways that slasher flicks and dystopian novels work too, but mm -hmm. they, I, I see what, you know, they're, they're a little bit less safe than cozy mysteries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, no matter what you think the rules are. Uh, so no, that's, that's definitely, um, that's definitely true. Um, I almost feel like if we talk about the title, it's a, bit of a it's gonna get you into the weeds but uh tell me a little bit about um where the title came from um specifically well okay so this is not get just getting into the weeds this is like how the sausage gets made so the original title of this book was not good girls don't die and actually if you followed me on my social media and you saw the publisher's marketplace announcement you would know the book used to be called prove it which is actually a phrase that is repeated multiple times in this book and is actually very important um, in the book. But um, this is a thing where authors have no control. Um, the salespeople and the marketing people were like, we don't know how to sell this. We don't like this title. You know, the senior editorial team didn't like the title. So then they're like, we really want a title that says more about what the book is. And then we went through, I don't know, six weeks, 75, 80 different titles coming up with different things. Um, you know, my agent made suggestions. I made suggestions. My editor made suggestions. And everything is like, you know, we're just trying to narrow it down to something that's sort of acceptable to everybody. And then um, I was out running. And I listened, was listening to the church's song, Good Girls. And I was like, why don't we just call it Good Girls Don't Die? <laughs> I love then, it. I love it so much. I love when people come up with ideas while moving. Mm -hmm. Something about that is just so relatable, uh, especially as somebody who likes to move and listen to music. I mean, like, that is by far one of, uh, that. that's when the juices start to, to flow in my head and I start to get ideas for things. So I appreciate that. Yeah, but it was really a process. It was, the cover was a process. I think because of the very thing that we were talking about, where like, there's three different genres in this book. Um, it's hard to describe. And um, just the fact of the business is that if a thing is hard to describe, then it's hard to market. 
and um you know sales teams want to be able to sell your book um so it was definitely a little bit of a challenge but it's a kind of book that i'm hoping people will read and say to their friends i don't want to tell you anything about it but i think you'll like it so you know basically what i said to my agent just read it well thank you so much this was super fun and again it's like it's tough because i'm just like oh more things to talk about, but also don't want to give any of it away. Um, so I'll ask you, are you working on something else at the moment? Uh, yeah, I am. I'm working on two new books. I have a book that's already been edited and um, actually even has the cover and everything's ready to go um, that will be out in the spring. It's called The House That Horror Built. And it's about um, a house cleaner who... Um, cleans house for like a very reclusive horror director who has secrets in his past um i like to say i'm moving out of my haunted forest phase and into my haunted buildings phase because um a lot of my past books have like creepy forests in them um but now i seem to be moving away from that and into you know built places so um so that'll be out in the spring and then i'm working on uh two other things right now that are just sort of just sort of starting the process of. That sounds fabulous. I totally would love to have you back to talk about mm -hmm. that one. Everything that one will be a little, that sounds great. <laughs> that'll be a little easier to talk about than this one. <laughs> well, thanks again, um, Christina Henry. This was super. Uh, please come back um, in the spring. Absolutely. Uh, and read Good Girls Don't Die. And then can we say tweet at people still? Like, I don't, I refuse to call it anything else. Um, You could post about it, right? You post, can post about it. Yes. Yes. Post about it, uh, you know, and don't, but don't give spoilers away, but just be, you know, your, your reactions, even if it's several exclamation points. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I expect, I expect a range of emotions with this book. I really do. So, but um, I hope that people um, kind of get what I was going for. Thank you so much. Uh, so um, once again, this was Jessica with Syasset Library's Turn the Page podcast. Our guest was Christina Henry, and we are going to close this chapter. It's time to close this chapter of Turn the Page. Join us for the next episode.